This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Today is Tuesday, January 5th, 2021. On this day in 1941, pioneering pilot Amy Johnson disappeared when her plane crashed into the Thames estuary. In the 80 years since, her disappearance has become one of the UK's most enduring and debated mysteries. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Today we're covering the disappearance of Britain's most famous female pilot, Amy Johnson. Now let's go back to Blackpool Airport on the morning of January 5th, 1941. It was cold in Blackpool that day cold to the point that the thick fog itself was freezing. Difficult conditions to fly in. Some would even say dangerous. But Britain was in the middle of a war, and 37-year-old Amy Johnson was committed to doing her part. As a member of the Air Transport Auxiliary, it was Amy's responsibility to fly Royal Air Force planes across the UK it was important, essential work that for a pilot as experienced as Amy was relatively easy, even when the weather made taking off more treacherous. In fact, Amy's journey from Prestwick in Scotland's southwest had been cut short the day before. Poor conditions had forced her to land in Blackpool and spend the night. Still, she'd crossed oceans and deserts in planes less advanced than the airspeed Oxford she was delivering. So by mid-morning on the 5th, she was itching to get up in the air once more. Her journey to the village of Kidlington, where the airspeed was expected, was only a 90-minute flight from Blackpool. So despite the poor conditions, it's unlikely anyone expected major troubles. But after Amy took off, several hours passed, and there was no sign of her in Oxfordshire or anywhere else. Around 3.30 that afternoon, some four and a half hours after Amy took off, crew members aboard the HMS Hazelmere spotted a plane in distress. They watched a parachute unfurl near their position in the Thames estuary and rushed to where the pilot landed in the freezing water. When the ship was close enough, they heard the pilot crying out for help. She told them her name was Amy Johnson, and they threw ropes into the water so they could pull her out of the perilous waves. But Amy was unable to reach the ropes and disappeared underneath the Hazelmere. It seemed clear to everyone aboard the Navy ship that there was no saving Amy, but they could save her passenger. And that was the strange thing. Amy wasn't supposed to have a passenger. But Lieutenant Commander Walter Fletcher, captain of the Hazelmere, 
didn't know that. He dove into the frigid water, hoping to rescue the second figure bobbing along in the ship's wake. But the lieutenant himself was overwhelmed by the icy conditions and lost consciousness. He was pulled from the water by his crew. By the time the lifeboat made it to Fletcher, any sign of Amy, her plane, and her mysterious passenger were long gone. If the captain held any insight into what happened to them, it was a secret he would take to his grave. He died in hospital a few days later, never regaining consciousness. As for Amy Johnson, her body was never recovered. A memorial service was held in her honor later that month. Without a body to bury, she was commemorated at the Air Force's memorial at Runnymede. But in the 80 years since, there's never been an official explanation for what happened the day Amy Johnson took her last flight. Not that people haven't speculated. Coming up, the trailblazing career of Amy Johnson and the intriguing theories about what might have happened to her. Listeners, have you heard the eerie new podcast, Superstitions? Every Wednesday, explore the varying beliefs people around the world fear and follow in this mystifying series from Parcast. You do not want to miss it. Each week, step inside stories that illustrate the horror, weirdness, and truth behind humanity's strangest codes of conduct. Why do black cats represent witchcraft? What's the point of carrying a rabbit's foot around with you? And how come certain films seem cursed and others don't? Each new episode of Superstitions presents a story that unlocks the mysteries of unorthodox traditions and surreal phenomena. They may seem cryptic or illogical or completely insane, but then again, do they? Follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Superstitions, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to the story. On the afternoon of January 5, 1941, trailblazing British pilot Amy Johnson bailed out of her plane over the Thames estuary. The 37-year-old parachuted into the freezing water before disappearing beneath the HMS Hazelmere, which raced to rescue her. In the days following her disappearance and presumed death, some of Amy's possessions washed up on nearby shores. Unfortunately, her bag, checkbook, and flight log offered no clues to her tragic death. It was an unexpected and shocking end for a celebrated woman who'd made a habit of breaking down barriers and smashing records along the way. Born in 1903, Amy was the eldest of four sisters, which might have instilled in her a need to clear the path for those who would come after. As a young woman, she graduated from the University of Sheffield with a degree in economics. She soon moved to London, where she worked as a legal secretary. Amy's employers considered training her as a solicitor, but that all changed sometime in 1928 when she fell in love with aviation. She visited North London's Stag Lane Aerodrome and was transfixed by the sight of the planes taking off and landing. From then on, her career path was significantly altered. 
traditionally reserved for the wealthy or titled women, flying wasn't usually a hobby open to the middle class. So Amy joined the aerodromes club to take advantage of cheaper lessons and took her first flight in September of that year. Unfortunately, she wasn't a natural when it came to flying, but she was determined to get it right. She earned her license in just under a year, while also learning about the inner workings of the planes themselves. In December of 1929, she became Britain's first female ground engineer. That wasn't the only barrier she set her sights on. In May of 1930, 26-year-old Amy set off on a mission to become the first woman to fly solo from England to Australia. Not only that, she wanted to do so in record time. So, with a spare propeller lashed to the side of her de Havilland moth and a parachute at her mother's insistence, she took off from Croydon Airport in Surrey. It took Amy 19 and a half days to reach Darwin, Australia, which was four days longer than the record. Not that anyone except Amy was terribly concerned with how long it took her, by the time she touched down, she was famous around the world and received hearty congratulations from the royal family and prime minister. It was just the beginning of a thrilling career for Britain's most famous female pilot. Over the next few years, she made several record-breaking flights to places like Japan, Russia, and South Africa. It hardly needs stating that aviation in the 1930s was nothing like modern air travel. Rudimentary equipment, open cockpits, and the urgent need to set benchmarks often led to flights in dangerous conditions, along with one or two crash landings. But the close calls didn't dampen Amy's enthusiasm for flight. In 1940, she joined the Air Transport Auxiliary, or ATA, as a way to contribute to the war effort. She flew aircraft from factories to Air Force bases around the UK for six pounds a week. And for a while, all was well. Then Amy flew her final mission on January 5, 1941, leaving behind questions no one has ever been able to answer. For starters, it's strange that Amy's plane wasn't seen until four hours after she took off, when her destination was only 90 minutes away. It's entirely possible that the dangerous weather was the main contributing factor here. That also seems the most likely explanation for why her airspeed Oxford crashed into the Thames estuary, more than 70 miles off course. But that doesn't solve the mystery of the second person spotted in the water after Amy disappeared. The one Lieutenant Commander Walter Fletcher died trying to rescue. Over the years, some have speculated that this second person, dubbed Mr. X by the British media, was a spy whom Amy was attempting to ferry to France. The nationality of this supposed spy is still debated. Then again, some have claimed that the second body in the water may actually have been Amy's bag. The tan bag could have looked like a human head and shoulders bobbing in the waves. Others have suggested that Amy's plane was downed by friendly fire when she failed to return the proper identification code. According to a former soldier, he was ordered to shoot down the airspeed Oxford when its pilot gave the wrong code over the radio twice. 
It wasn't until the next day that he and his commanding officer realized what actually happened. He sat on the secret until 1999. A spokesman for the UK's Ministry of Defense stated that there was no way of confirming the veracity of the confession, though some historians have expressed skepticism. Many believe the most likely version of events is that Amy got lost and ran out of fuel. When she saw barrage balloons, she assumed she was over dry land and bailed out. Unfortunately, the balloons were in use by a convoy in the Thames, and she landed in the water, where she drowned. If that's what happened, it's possible that her body was carried out to sea, although a crew member aboard the HMS Hazelmere suggested that when the ship's engines were thrown into reverse during the rescue attempt, Amy, still struggling in the water, was sucked into the propellers. Whatever the truth is, Amy Johnson's status as an icon of aviation has never diminished. To this day, her legend lives on, with several buildings named in her honor. Amy Johnson was a pioneer of the skies, and like so many trailblazers, her flame burned only briefly. But so bright was her spark that she scorched a permanent mark in the history books. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. If you liked this episode, you'll probably like our show, Famous Fates. We unpack the lives and sometimes tragic deaths of history's famous movers and shakers. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Joel Callen, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Cara Mackerlein. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Bad omens, good fortune, pure luck? Take a closer look at what you believe in and follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Superstitions. New episodes air weekly, every Wednesday. Listen free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.